I find it amusing, as much as perplexing, when people are confused that a singer-guitarist in a rock band such as I could and would listen to another type of music other than, wait for it, more rock. It reveals more about them than anything else, and after years of this annoying reaction, I have disappointedly concluded most people happily settle for what's placed directly in front of them, never venturing any further than pushing their forefinger harder on the remote control buttons or moving their eyeballs left or right in order to see and ape what their neighbor is doing. In other words, I often feel stuck on a planet of village idiots. And it's keeping this mindset that gets me doing cartwheels, lighting off metaphorical fireworks in my head when I do stumble upon people, books, movies, blogs, and yes, music, that push boundaries, duck convention, and basically fuck shit up. I know for some, this approach might be in contrast to our band, one that exists within the very known, conventional, and often conservative confines that is rock and roll. But that doesn't limit me as a consumer, or fanatic, for most things on the fringe. And please don't misunderstand, I'm also very happy playing the music we do. I love hard rock music, and I only want to play hard rock. And as a band, we know who we are. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel, nor would we be pretentious enough to drag the people who dig our albums through our experimental phase or our symphonic album. That's when bands use a creative process excuse to subtly tell the world their shit doesn't stink, coinciding with the very moment they start to suck. In fact, for me, it's playing hard rock that raises the allure of other musics, ones I can't even begin to understand how to play and become all that more fascinated and fanatical about them. Shining from Oslo, Norway are such a band that defies designation. Calculated Cacophony is the closest I can come up with, and I've been into them for about four years now. When I first heard them, the quiet musical ache that, I had, been, that had been plaguing me for quite some time was immediately soothed. In fact, their album Black Jazz, released in 2010, was my album of the year. Let me read my summation for Black Jazz for my year-end 2010 Top 10 submission for Close-Up Magazine. Number 1. Shining. Black Jazz. After hearing this album, I judged all other 2010 albums by the standard it set. If you haven't heard Black Jazz yet, then picture Demu Borger mixed with Dub Trio and John Zorn's Naked City Project, and you'll almost be there. It sounds like Mr. Bungle dog-fucking Meshuga, or... Ipecac Records getting fisted by Amphetamine reptile, reptile Records. It's calculated genius noise meant to destroy your hearing, kill your brain cells, and fuck your house pets. It has the peculiar effect of inspiring you to make music while simultaneously pushing you to quit since it's near perfect already. I'm more than happy to just sit and listen. So, sit and listen, I have. Delving deep in their catalog as far back as 2005's In the Kingdom of Kitsch, You Will Be a Monster, all the way up to their newest offering, 2013's 111 album, Out on Prosthetic Records. And for all my biting criticism of the Canadian music scene and how I view it as nothing but a self-congratulatory delusional bubble where limp music is inflated to delusional greatness, I use Norway to corroborate my claims. In a country of just over 5 million people, the amount of incredible world-class bands simply astounds. 
Besides spawning the true Norwegian black metal genre, which in turn inspired thousands of bands all over the world, Norway's music scene reads like an incredible mixtape of bands with Kevlaratak, Audrey Horn, Turbo Negro, Glucifer, Silver, Enslaved, Immortal, Euroboys, Big Bang, Serena Manish, Dark Throne, She Said Destroy, Cum Shots, Satyricon, Of Hell, Ishan, Leprous, and probably three dozen more acts I've forgotten or have yet to discover. When it comes to newer bands, I keep a short list of acts close to the vest where the term fanboy truly applies to me. Grand Magus, Doom Riders, Danava, Brothers of the Sonic Cloth, Church of Misery, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, Freefall, Ghost, Torch, Portal, The Biters, Yob, Gin Lady, Moss, and even Middle Class Rut. Seems like a lot of bands, but when faced with the amount of bands out there today, it's quite slim. And when I do sink my claws into a band, it can get out of control, following their every move like some tweaked out teeny bopper into their favorite boy band. Shining elicit that reaction from me in spades. During a recent Toronto stop on their North American tour, I brought in saxophonist, guitarist, singer, and Shining leader, Jorgen Munkby, to sit down with Nick Flanagan and I to talk about anything and everything, especially Shining. I would like to thank Blue Mic Microphones for the Yeti mics, Skull Candy Headphones for the great Mixmaster Mic and Aviator Headphones, and to everyone who has taken the time to listen to the podcast and even to have left comments on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please keep those comments coming. Okay, Jorgen Munkby is this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. Are you stressed know. out, Nick? Uh, today I Cuz you stress me out. Yeah, I can be stressed <laughs> out. I can be pretty stressed out. I've got a lot I'm trying to do a lot of different things. This is the first time we've actually been able to get a guest on the podcast who is visiting in the city. Drive him down here, drive him back. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm, I'm I, there's been a few t- attempts at other people. We've never had that. Never. And I'm yeah. very Thank proud of coming. myself. I'm very proud of myself <laughs> for pulling it off. I'm proud of him. Yeah, wow. that's I I mean Jorgen from Shining which is yeah. I mean if you follow me on Twitter you know that I love his band. Well, yeah. I, I find I found out about Shining um off the last record Black Jazz and every year I do a top 10 and I send it out to various media outlets who will have me and Black Jazz was number 1. For yeah, 2011? 2010. 2010. Yeah. It was in, you probably wrote it in the end of 2010, I guess. Yeah, and I sent it out to, well, basically the magazine I write for on a monthly basis, Close Up Magazine in mm-hmm. Sweden. And then anybody else, you know, our publicist will go, hey, your top five or your top ten. So Black Jazz. And I told anybody with an earshot that, man, if you don't know this band Shining, like, and and there's a distinction. There's a shining in Sweden and there's a shining in Norway. Oh, wow. Does that drive you up the wall? Uh, I uh, actually this morning uh, I got an email from a manager in I don't know where she is, but she's the manager of the Swedish uh, band. And I mean we're we're cool with it. He he's Niklas is cool mm-hmm. with it. I'm cool with it. We don't want to fight about it. I mean it's. Uh, Really, their name is not really ours. It's it's a book by Stephen King and then a movie yeah. of that book by 
Kubrick, you know. So we both kind of borrowed it. Um, but she sent me an email, and this is what drives me crazy. She sent me an email about this this automatic um, app called Bands in Town, which a lot of people use on Facebook. Sure. And and they, they try now to make everything automatic, probably to save money, so you don't have to rent people to work for you. Yeah. So uh, what happened was that was that probably some clubs just wanted to post. They have a tour coming in. I think December and some clubs posted uh, somewhere on the net and it kind of like kind of gathers all these things and puts them in the the kind of default shining page or some I don't yeah. know but it ended up on on our page and I didn't see that but she had a hard time with that obviously and I've yeah. I've had that before I've had our I've had other bands uh, that's the same I have I've had other that bands um, uh, gigs coming into our MySpace page when MySpace was big, you know, and I couldn't yeah. get them away because they, someone would type them into the event. Yeah, thing and I or wasn't something. allowed to fucking edit them. I mean, yeah. and now I can take them away, but that's what drives me crazy—the kind of automatic stuff and trying to divide our catalog in like Spotify, iTunes, all these mm-hmm. places. If that was okay, mm-hmm. I would have been, you know, I, I wouldn't care. One thing that also. I would imagine bothers you is the fact that Shining aren't an acoustic indie rock band. They're also in the heavy yeah. music genre. It would have been easier if there were like if, if they were like uh, a hip hop band or something. Like right, that. right. But uh, but they're Klesmer. not. Yeah, Klesmer? Klesmer. That would be the easiest. <laughs> like, no, then it will no, get more confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now basically, I've just. Um, uh, I've stopped thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 you, you can imagine I have thought about it. Yeah. Of course. Like and I always make the distinction when I when yeah. I kind of write about you guys. I always put in brackets Norway. Yeah. I do that myself. And, and if people do that, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's fine by yeah. me. And, um, you know, I mean, there is an alternative. I could, we could find a new name. But finding a new name. I mean, you started a new band right now. Yeah, what's that was it? so hard to yeah, find a what's name. The, you you have a name. Wrong hole. Yeah. And that so was, not not whole, you know the whole band Hole from the nineties. Not whole, no. <laughs> you, but you not, know them, right? I'm very familiar with Hole. Yeah, so this is not whole. It's not a wrong hole. It's the incorrect wrong hole. shining, maybe. <laughs> wrong would that shining. would that help? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the wrong Instead shining. Instead of you know, in Norway we had this <laughs> we had this shining. band called Mayhem. They're still still mm, out familiar there. Familiar with them. Right, but uh, the uh, back in the days, you know, you can imagine there was a lot of bands, me, me, uh, black metal bands called Mayhem. Oh, so they they called themselves. The true mayhem, you right. know. So yeah. the wrong, the wrong mayhem, the true mayhem. The anyway, the so real I, I shining. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, uh, I, you know, I try to focus on writing music yeah. and being a good band instead of that shit. But, the, but, but I hate the fact that people are trying to make everything automatic mm-hmm. because computers are not as cool as to deal with as human beings. Well, they can't really ask you a question they and, and clarify yeah. it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's like yeah. a hard point. And, and, you need and, a person and, to yeah. do that. I, mean, I hate that kind of... I also uh, sort of like... Now I'm kind of talking... I like about this. All the other stuff, but uh, SMS, like sending SMSs. Yeah. And, and emails also, but SMSs are like... it. Uh, what you can do with a phone call in one and a half minutes, you, you'd have to like... 
email back and forth for mm-hmm. a week to do that. You know, the meeting a guy or talking on the phone and having these ideas. We're on the same wavelength here. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on his this face. This is a guy, this is a guy, Danko Jones, who will, uh, I mean, uh, he is all about the texting. And all about, like, a, a, I think a text conversation, I've, I feel like you probably look over your text conversations, like, smiling after everyone. Like, you you want to remember less the, contact. The, the argument, less yeah. contact. <laughs> but less, less, but it probably takes longer. That's what I think. I mean, I, a phone conversation, is, can, they, oh, they can be really effective, uh, and a meeting even more, so if you don't count the, the flights... Going to the meeting, but you know, but uh, but uh, yeah. So it's just like and and uh, and I'm also like iTunes, Spotify. All these people have have these kind of recommendations. Yeah, and they're you know I when when I was young and and internet was new, the cool thing about the internet was that you could find everything, Mm -hmm. and it was there to expand your mind, expand your horizon. you could find new things. Nude things. Yes, new nude things. But the, the problem now is that internet was free and now, and I'm not really into the whole uh, information should be free. Yeah. Uh, f- uh, I, but I'm saying the, the internet was free and now the internet is going, it's more and more controlled. We don't have, we have more and more apps that take it directly to a certain place. Mm-hmm. You don't use the browser. You don't, you don't go to Google and search mm-hmm. for just, if you're bored, you know? But if you I do, it's do very it. controlled, actually. Like, if you do, it's like, I, I distinctly remember, because I used to do f- freelance writing and sort of research type mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and you'd, like, use, like, three search engines. You'd use, like, a meta mm-hmm. search engine. Mm-hmm. Now all the results are always the same. Google um, and Wikipedia, and that's it. Google, you know, Yahoo, you get some, but they're always like it's it's all it's, and and that's yeah. the problem. <laughs> and and what I'm saying is that Facebook is now they're they're um, when you when in the band page when you write stuff there, you don't automatically go out to everybody. You have to pay to, to reach there, all yeah, your fans. Yeah, you have fans. to promote it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, but what you do, the the people that are most interested in your stuff, they get it, uh, and their friends. And the whole mm-hmm. thing is like it's going back to to the real world as the real mm-hmm. world is that you you only see what your friends are seeing. You like what you're, mm-hmm. you you get you get introduced to what your friends know mm-hmm. instead of the opposite, which is what I thought was cool with the internet that you could. Get new things. Spotify is also when they recommend stuff, they yeah. recommend the same stuff. So yeah. you don't help people to expand their horizon. That's, but that's the cool thing with I read about nine uh, Trent Reznor's new thing with Beats with Dr. Dre. They, What's that? They're, they're making a some kind of streaming thing, but they're focusing on on hiring in people to make to kind of uh, make those recommendations and and to guide mm-hmm. the audience and to guide the audience to new music instead of having a fucking computer algorithm tell you if you like that or don't jones then you like and then you list all the stuff that mr jones exactly the same you know well should have they should have listed stuff that didn't sound the same but had the same like an influence or, or the same philosophy or this right. you know but well yeah. you could say here's some people who've been guests on the official Danko Jones podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A 
uh, we just got off tour on Sunday. We I flew home on Monday. How was it? It was good. Where, where it was the Upper Festival across America with Allison Chains oh, and yeah. uh, Jane's Addiction. How's America? Coheed in Cambria. It was good. It was really easy. We played 25 minutes a, a day on the side stages with uh, Walking Papers with Duff McKagan and Dead Daisies with ha- like almost half of the new Guns who we toured with like three years ago. So there's a lot of people we knew. The Stay new in. Guns, which is the Guns Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses, yeah. like Dizzy Reed was there, Frank Farrar, Richard Fortas. We know all those guys, so it was nice. And then there's a band called Middle Class Rut that are amazing that that were there as well. So, anyways. Um, uh, Every day, every show day, almost every day, there was two or three interviews with various journalists. And it got to the point where we kind of caught on that 60 to 80% of these people just agreed to do the interview because they get in free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. didn't know half. All, and it, all, I'm not asking for you to be an expert on our band or even have even. Just go on Wikipedia. Yeah. You know what? You know what I do? I look up the fucking journalists before I talk to them. That's a, I've thought of that. I, I, I can't say I do it every time, but I've done it the, the last ha- the last when I for the last album I've done that because, uh, and I do that with people I meet. You know, when I go to if I meet the manager, booking agent, or uh, whatever, I just and it doesn't take long. It's it's like that. Yeah. Just so you know, did they release an album? Are they a drummer? You know, are mm-hmm. they? Did they? You know, you never know, and then you, and it saves you. It can save you from a really humiliating situation where you say something that you shouldn't have said, or you <laughs> should have known about this and that. I was interviewed a guy, and I accidentally got the amount of albums this band had put out wrong, and he was in a bad mood anyway, and mm-hmm. he got super pissy, and you know, I mean, and I I felt bad. I also was kind of like. Fuck you. Yeah, because yeah. like you know. Yeah, I mean, you're not. Yeah, but it, I but mean, I should know that. Really, I just I I felt bad. I didn't. I was like I was like a little bit annoyed at his attitude, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I was kind of like it was. It's all on me, you know. You're in that position, but it's very tough for journalist types too because a lot of the time you get a small deadline. Yeah. You get assigned. Um, Randomly yeah. acts, and I'm know? aware of that. I'm yeah. aware of that. But there was no research with some mm-hmm. of these people to the point where uh, you just want to get in free. You want to yeah. watch Allison yeah. Chains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that definitely happens. Yeah, I've had interviews where they thought that they interviewed the wrong hole and all the wrong, <laughs> the wrong shiny. <laughs> they interviewed you back. Actually, they interviewed you the wrong shiny. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, and and but I just played along. <laughs> I, well, I told anyway. I but um, it, what I'm saying is but that would you be like, but Sweden, it's really not fun. No, I'm moving to Norway. Did you hear about the Norwegian shiny? They're fucking better than us. Sweden's shining vows to change their name. To their credit, I bet the Swedish shining would would find that hilarious. Yeah, I I I think I mean. I, I I did meet Nicholas uh, once or twice, and yeah, he's an interesting guy. He is, from what I've read. But what I but what's interesting is that both bands just we have that kind of um, extreme. W- yeah, but we don't. Um, we, we have extreme we, sounds. And yeah, but just, both of us just say that we're not going to make a fuss about the the name, mm-hmm. which I think is. Uh, I think that's. 
a cool way to because we want to focus on the music and and a lot of American the American way of doing it is like sue them you know <laughs> uh, you know that's what they do you know uh, that's why Ghost had to change their yes what did uh, they change their name to Ghost BC the Ghost wrong BC. Ghost but you know what? The wrong ghost. <laughs> but the thing is, though, <laughs> everything's wrong. <laughs> share, remember ghost. Share UK? That was like a '90s band where they uh, they just called themselves Share UK. I thought that was clever. I have no idea what they sounded like. What does that mean? Well, no, it was like that was we a lot of like, like how Charlotte, the Charlottes had to change their name to Charlottes UK. Oh, yeah. Because of the name change, so somebody was like, "I'll just call our band Share UK." They started right there. <laughs> they just yeah, started yeah. with the UK. <laughs> but I think we were, there's two bands called UK. No, they're not. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, two bands. <laughs> we got to change it. In. Let's call it Charlatans uh-huh. UK. <laughs> very confusing. I love it. <laughs> um, but the thing is, uh, you know, Ghost. You ask those guys, and they don't. They don't even consider the BC. They don't even say the BC. Yeah, we're Ghost. It's just for other people to use. It's only still, for the. It's the only legal. It's only, yeah, just a legal thing to get yeah, around. Yeah, but you know they'll call themselves ghosts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just stupid, because I mean I don't know what other ghost people yeah. are talking. Well, about. remember Bush? Remember the whole Bush yes, thing? Bush yes. X and Bush. There was a band from Canada called Bush. But I think you would know the one from the the UK as just being Bush because I think they were only Bush X in North America. You know, it was like a weird... Gavin Rossdale? Gavin Rossdale. Who's, who's married, married to, to Gwen no. Stefani. Yeah. You know. So his hey, band, Bush. She's yeah, so nice his band, lady. her husband's band is Bush X in Canada. Because yeah. there was a Canadian Bush. Mm-hmm. It gets so confusing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, there's probably people that knew about, that only knew about the other ghost. The wrong ghost. I mean, the the right, right, right. the first Frank, ghost, first the, first, the first ghost. So that's mm-hmm. really. I mean, it this it is a problem, and it's hard to get around it. You know, if you're Danko Jones, there might not be that many Danko Joneses. We're changing our name to Wrong Hole UK. <laughs> <laughs> Change your name to Doctor Dre UK. <laughs> Doctor Dre UK. <laughs> yeah. uh, on the last thing I was gonna say about the the name stuff is uh, oh now I've forgotten. So that was the last thing I was yeah. gonna say a second. Pretty ago. good. <laughs> but speaking of the internet, you know, the one thing that it really I think when I reached out to you, I think I reached out to you somehow. I don't know how we. I can't remember how. How did you guys meet? I, how did this all I, happen? I think it was through Twitter. How did you get a hold of their record? I think through our label, maybe you were in Norway. And, oh no, yeah. I'd already found out about you guys. Oh, yeah. We basically, I already was on. I was on you guys. Okay, like, okay. White on rice, and then we played so, Oslo Live Festival with In Flames and Audrey Horn. Outside is that right? Yeah, outside. Yeah. And the, there I found someone introduced me and backstage, and then I found out that Indie Recordings guy was there, or people okay, who yeah, worked yeah. at the label. Okay. And then I was just like, I want Shining everything. Give yeah, me Shining yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I want Shining hats. I just went on uh, this whole uh, uh, thing uh, about your band, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I guess word got back to you. But by then, I was already on Black Jazz. Okay, like, okay. I was listening to that daily. So, but, but do you remember how you found it? Because that's interesting. I read about Black Jazz. I read about it in a, on a blog. And why did you? Why did you? By the description, the name Black Jazz and the whoever the writer was, it intrigued me the but, way because that, they wrote. that the reason I'm asking is that I did I asked our fans on Facebook and that's the cool that's there's so much we've kind of uh, 
talked about the, the the bad things about internet, but there is so many cool things. I yeah, I love it. And one other thing is that you, you we can go out directly to our fans and ask them and get immediate answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering because I wanted to decide if I wanted to make a video or spend that money doing other stuff, you know, mm-hmm. touring or whatever. And uh, I wanted I wanted to make a video, so I just wanted to kind of justify that. Um, and I asked them, how did you find out about our band? Uh, and I gave them like a couple of ideas. Did you uh, see us live for the first time? Did you hear about us through a friend? Did you see us on YouTube? Did you read about it in a magazine or stuff like that? And most people said that they had found out it through a friend mm-hmm. uh, by and the friend had sent them a YouTube link or something so YouTube seems to be important it was is it? such it's a big deal and also important. but the name Black Jazz a lot of people just saw a review and saw the word Black Jazz and felt like shit what the fuck's that well that's also what intrigued me enough yeah. to spend enough eye time on screen and read the uh, paragraphs yeah and though and maybe the, like the maybe cover artwork compare uh, and the title I don't know if you saw the cover artwork did yeah, you? yeah I did yeah and it was uh, it didn't really tell of a what kind of music it was other the, the it didn't look like jazz so i mean i think yeah anyway but i think that, i heard i think i read something like sax or horns were involved and then i heard like you know the whole metal thing and yeah. i was like okay and i love naked city yeah 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 so i was waiting for another band to come around that kind of sounds or is influenced i'm assuming you're you're a big naked city fan or john zorn fan yeah i mean to a certain degree, yeah, you're aware I, I, of Naked City. Dev, definitely, and I, he's he's playing has been in, has been important for. Uh, um, I needed somehow to figure out how to, because I've been playing the sax for twenty two years, and I've grew up with metal music before I started playing the sax. But it took me quite a while for, uh, because and then I studied jazz music, like I was totally into jazz music, but I. Uh, I had these parallel things, you know, I loved metal music and I started jazz music, but I, I, it took me like 20 years to find out a way to get these guys together right. in, in a way that I felt was natural. And then, uh, and there's so many like idiomatic ways of playing the saxophone. You have John Coltrane, he plays that way. You have Michael Brecker plays that way. And so I just needed to figure out a way to play the saxophone with heavy music and also kind of what kind of heavy music works with the saxophone. And John Zorn was one of the, it's one of the elements in that he's kind of sh- sh- screeching yeah. sounds, but but I must admit that Naked City is 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 not a band that I've listened to that much. But he's he's one of the he's a pioneer. I mean, John Zorn is a pioneer, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I thought like when I heard Naked City, which was twenty years ago, mm-hmm. when I first saw that thing, I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. This is. Uh, ground zero and let's go and yeah. no one picked up on it no, like no, I no. think mm-hmm. like some I mean well I think Patton I think did. it was very I think it was very uh, uh, really did, influential you know, but I almost did. think it was more influential yeah for someone like Mike Patton and then that goes into a completely different type of genre he's, which like, is he's like he's a genre not, onto himself yeah almost, like it's more point. of those genre I was genre. waiting for an independent to but come out I was gonna ask about just rock I mean real rock Saxophone kind of like examples. I feel like there's that Miles Davis like Candy real rock. Yeah, well, <laughs> well what's the Miles Davis about, like in in a silent way? Is that the one that's kind of more electric and and got uh like like more, a, more more electric? Is that yeah? In a silent way, that's 
kind of in a silent way. What's I'm that? trying to think of. Uh, Are a you talking about I mean, that's not saxophone though? But that's. I'm just thinking even of like jazz in general. That it's not it, Davis's yeah. main instrument was trumpet. Yeah, right? sorry. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but I don't yeah. really mean saxophone like specifically. I just mean oh. more jazz instruments that might be, or, you know, those kinds of instruments applied towards rock. I mean, obviously. But you're not East talking about band. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, uh, but that's but that's like so. Rocket from the crypt. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, but the those, Saints. You know, but that, uh, but yeah, yeah, but those are all. Um, they almost used it more in the um, like '60s and '50s mm-hmm. style, you know, of like just as as but, an extra. But Rocket, you know? there's moments where Rocket from the crypt went really heavy, mm-hmm. and the horns are right there with them. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just asking if like what kind of stuff like that might have. Been anything you considered? Yeah, no, I nothing really. Uh, I can't come up with any, you know, nothing really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, but Mm -hmm. then, um, but you know, I listened to Dream Theater when I was young, and they had a saxophone here and there. But that's like the kind of. Kitschy kind of. Uh, I remember Dream Theater. Yeah. You know? So I mean, Canadian, right? Are they Canadian? The singers from Toronto. thing on the internet that that um, when I first reached out to you after listening to you guys I think for a year or whatever and then I reached out to you there was an interesting player in between us that she's okay. gone away but it was Melissa oh yeah yeah ha- Melissa Optimar yeah and then and then she uploaded this video where she was in Norway yeah. and you guys were playing together yeah. how did that even happen because there was a there was like a week or two where it was the three of us sending mm, yeah. tweets back and forth to yeah. each other yeah uh, uh, I kind of figured that you at least knew about her because oh, yeah, you're both you from Canada. Uh, you know, the world's the music world is small, and uh, that's the cool thing about it. That's why I'm here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happened was that we Shining played at a festival in Belgium or Netherlands, mm-hmm. you know, some somewhere down there. I, I should have known, but I, I don't remember. Um, Benelux. Benelux, yeah, that's safe. Uh, uh, and she played on the main stage, and we played on another stage. And she, but she, she has a, uh, she has a friend, and that our booking agent, basically our European booking agent at that time was her friend. Uh, so he told her that she should come and see our she's this band Shining, and she came to see us, and and. And I, and I wanted to see her band. I didn't know that she had come to see us. So I saw... And our bass player is a huge fan of Melissa's, you know. He, she, he used to read about her when he was young, you know. Uh, and then uh, I saw that, that show, and, and in the backstage area, she just came by and, and, and saw us and, say, and wanted to say hi. And, and, and she's a great woman. She's a really nice person. So we hung out, and... And I think she just asked asked me if I wanted. She, basically, she told me she was going to Oslo, or she sent me an email or something like that, and asked me if I wanted to play with her. And I said yes. Um, so that's really that easy. And I joined her to to I came with her to Istanbul also, 
a uh, few months after. And then I came with her over to Hudson, New York, upstate New York, where she oh, lives. Wow. Okay. And we, we, uh, we arranged. She she wanted to she wanted to have a, uh, a concert there in Hudson and one in Montreal. And she, yeah, and where she wanted to play rearrangements of music that was important to her during her early days and she so she, we played a Danzig song we played a type of negative song we played a killing joke song you know and, cool. we, and we like rehearsed and rearranged it and did stuff with it and mm-hmm. then had a show with that uh, patched together with like transitions with some David Lynch quotes and stuff like that. So, oh, I see. Um, so was anything like recorded? Was there any sort? We of... were supposed to make an EP, yeah. and then she got a kid, and then right, uh, she got yeah. off the grid. And she really got off the grid, and and she she said she told me afterwards that she was really sad that we didn't like just finalize the fucking EP because we did record, you know. Oh, okay. And the idea was to we did record demos, you know. And the idea was to finalize it, but mm-hmm. we haven't. Unfortunately, another another thing um, that was interesting to me is I mean maybe about like a few months after six months after I found out about you guys, I had also read and I think it was at the Roadburn Festival you performed with Enslaved mm-hmm. and it was kind of Enslaved and like was it just you or was it more horns or was it just actually the shining band with Enslaved? It was both bands on stage, ten oh, okay. people at the same time, and that uh, and awesome. It was pretty cool. I haven't heard it. No, and we we haven't released it. We did record the first show, and we did record... I mean, we played one show in Norway uh, half a year or a year before, Roadburn, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be the, the one and only performance. And then Roadburn wanted us, so we said yes to that, and that was supposed to be the last, you know. Uh, but both were recorded, uh, but I think... We were discussing how to, if we could get it out, or we were actually think, uh, considering going into the studio and making a studio oh, version oh of it. God. But, uh, you know, two bands and both bands are pretty busy and yeah. they have their different schedules. So having a, um, trying to fit in a collaborative release, you know, it's always like, when one band they just released an album or they have a schedule and you can't have another one at yeah. that time and then I needed to decide needed to decide if I wanted to rework some of the material for our album or it was just like right. that's that's the unfortunate thing about being in the business we are in the music business you have to you actually have to consider the business side of things which is you can't really release two albums you can but I wrote like 45 minutes Evad, the guitar player, wrote for five minutes, and we, we like made a plan, nine like pieces. You know, we made a, an arch and a, a storyline in a way, mm. uh, like a mood and what we, what the lyrics were supposed to be about. And That's amazing. You know, um, when we played Bergen, and we opened up for Guns N' Roses, this is in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Bergen Arena, whatever yeah. arena there Huge. is. Yeah. Um, so, so some of the workers who worked at the arena, mm-hmm. one of them was... Uh, Evoid. No, it was Clear, Clear... What's his name? With a K. Okay. The singer. Yeah, Grutle Kjellsom. Uh, yes. Yeah, Grutle Kjellsom. Yeah. I can't pronounce his name no, no, to no. save my life, but I know him by face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were up in the corner of the arena having coffee, uh, taking a break, and I, wa- I walked all the way to the back, all the way up, 
and I just to to meet him and yeah, just yeah, say yeah. hi. I'm yeah. a big fan. Yeah, I love yeah. your band. Yeah. And he's like, wow. He was visibly shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then I I think my second question or my third question was. So you played with Shining. Like, how was that? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so that was. And then I but think he's I, a huge. He's a he's a huge fan. I mean, he. I think he was. He was probably. The, I have a feeling he was the the biggest like source of uh, the one the the one that wanted to play with us the, the most. most. Yeah, I would. I mean, when I heard that that partnership happened and it was at Roadburn. Mm. Um, How about my Ro- fandom for Roadburn Group. Yeah, I re- I I I, uh, I read about your uh, I read your post about Roadburn. Right. You said, I mean, what what was it really? Was it really about Roadburn, or was it? I, I read all your posts. It was, it was about me curating Roadburn. Yeah, right. And yeah, I, I think I included you guys. Yeah, you did. I had to. Have. Yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> you didn't have to, but thank you. Yeah, yeah, but uh, what I remember was that you said something about. You you portrayed yourself as more mainstream than their festival, uh, right? Said yeah. something about that. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know. I think, um, especially I, in I I love the twilight zone between commercial or, or mainstream commercial and really weird underground shit. Yeah. Uh, I I think that's more interesting than only underground like gray paint your face yes of course you know or 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 only like commercial Rihanna stuff I think the mix the in the in between is really interesting that's a subtlety and a shade that I've only met a few people who get you're one of them yeah I'm, I, that's exactly what we're trying to do it's yeah. exactly what we're all about but people like to put it in extreme. Yeah. compartments so mm. you never really can can get that across so much no. but I'm glad that you got that yeah, about I, I, us I, yeah I think but that. the thing is it takes place in the 013 in yeah. Tilburg yeah. and we do that on our own yeah, or yeah. we did you know yeah. they have a couple um, of venues they have that one which is the biggest one and then and media theater which is mm-hmm. a smaller 600 capacity place we do the big one we do the big room we've yeah. done yeah, it a few yeah, times two two there's two rooms in zero for 13 and there's another building but but basically yeah, that area yeah, is yeah, yeah. Roadburn. Mm. It's it's great, but it's um, I think it would have been, uh, I think it would have been healthy, for uh, for fe- for that festival to have somebody with a slightly different, uh, known for something that's slightly different. I think it's healthy. Well, from your lips to Walter's ears, hopefully. I yeah, mean, I hope that yeah, works. Seriously, man. Walter, yeah. if you're, I'm gonna call him out on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to this episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another person I was talking to who read that Roadburn piece was uh, Ishan. Oh yeah, he read it too. I was like very, very surprised at that. Yeah, no, he's. Uh... Um, and he's on tour with Leprous. That's his backing band, right? Yeah, he he yes, he uses For some them reason, I a, I had it in my head that you know who, one one you, or two guys that are in Shining or do they yeah, go back and uh, forth? we our drummer uh, Torsten Loftus, he's he's uh, the most sought after pop drummer in Norway, so he's pretty busy and and from time to time we we have another drummer and tonight in Toronto we have another drummer and it's the young Josh drummer. Freeze. Yeah, <laughs> should have been, but it's the young drummer in from uh, Lepers. Okay, Tobias. Is well, maybe I met him at, at Hellfest with Probably. I met He's a really nice guy. Well, tell him I say hi if it was indeed him. You met Ishan's band at Hellfest. I met two of them with him. Yeah, yeah. 
probably. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I was a bit know. blown away that he even knew who I was. No, no. I was a little uh, starstruck. Yeah, no, he's um, he's headlining. He's he's uh, re he's he's um, playing again with Emperor on this year's next year's Wacken. That's happened on and off for the last five years, though, right? Yeah, they they had a reunion. For some years ago, yeah, but he they haven't played in between those. Right, I think that was in two thousand and six. Oh my god, time flies. Okay, it's very uncomfortable for me to like some of that stuff because yeah. it sounds so crazy. But you, you know, know, really, I mean, yeah. I haven't. That's just I haven't been able to. It's well, it's, yeah, because I mean, I would never buy it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I, I download it. I put it on when I feel like. Blackest of the black. I honestly, <laughs> you know, I, but I don't. But, I didn't like black metal for the longest time, and then yeah, slowly, I think a lot of, and it came from Norway. A lot of those black metal bands made their sound a little more accessible. Yeah, I like. I, I like the ones slowly that sound sparse in. and odd, and are, I like the eccentricity of some black metal. You know, but I I also like that some of the bands sort of wound up. Shifting, yeah, like you were saying, well, to this yeah. like, which is it, Dark Throne? That's kind of like a par- oh my god, a party band now. I right? I, I, <laughs> I I I worship that band yeah. now yeah. because of their later offerings. <laughs> yeah, and it was cool. it was these small slight changes that bands like Dark Throne, Satyricon, Satyricon, the same with me. Yeah. I love the new stuff. Mm-hmm. It's I love the black and roll about it. Yeah, me and too. and it was this shifting that now it opened my eyes and I I realized, especially with the black jazz coming in and all these shifts that these bands were making that black metal for me today is really the only kind of music for me that that is uh has potential to like expand bands like Noctmissium and uh what's that other black metal band from America oh no from Australia Portal well they're kind of a deaf black metal but band. when you say expand what do you mean by expand musically? the sound musically like yeah. Noctmissium we're, we're adding space rock elements to yeah, a black yeah. metal sound like I don't see that happening in other forms of music as much as much as I do with something as supposedly so narrow and conservative yeah. as yeah. black metal was is supposed to be but it goes the other way also I don't know if this has anything to do with it but I just did you see the new did you see the the music video for Muse's uh, um, supremacy supremacy no. there it's a uh, it's a uh, it's taking place on a beach in California surfer people but they're all dressed up as black metal oh, black yeah. metal people painted face right. and, and and spikes and and axes and shit so um, hmm. but the music is is what the music is yeah. It's Muse, but what I'm aiming at is that, yes, black metal can expand, and it is expanding, but it's also been... been uh, Co-opted? Co-opted, appropriated. Yeah, or... Stolen. Uh, yeah. T- t- like, it, Stylistically it, adopted. Other, other, other yeah. music are taking it into their own... Yeah. E- either either, Which either I think visually, cool. or, visually <laughs> or... Musically, you yeah, know? it become it has it has. What I'm saying is that uh, what's happening with black metal now is what has happened with with any other genre like hip hop. It has become an art form, 
uh, where in the beginning it was tied really tied into you had to be black you had to be from Brooklyn or whatever mm -hmm. and you had to and you and it was as much about the breakdance as as hip-hop whereas it, like black metal was the opposite you had to be white you yeah, had to yeah, be but, but, no, but it yeah. was the same in a way yeah. that, it, that it had something to do with uh, like uh, where you came from sure. how you looked <laughs> What you th yeah, with, yeah. Uh, your views on religion, all this shit, and, and then after a while, uh, the the music itself becomes so established that you can, that you can free it from all the other stuff, and you can be black to, and play black metal, and you can be right. white and be a, uh, a hip hop artist. So who's like the Eminem of black metal? <laughs> That's the, the most popular. <laughs> like That's the, 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 game. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they got me with Death Cult. When they released Death Cult Armageddon, I was like, yeah. I was blown away. I, I was like, wow, I didn't know the music can go here. And I know, like, you you talk to, like, I've talked to other black, like, real black metal dudes, and they're like, oh, you like that kitty music? Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Su you know, yeah. supreme, like, yeah. elitists. And There's I, a, the I'm metal happy has be, the most elitists in the world, I'm right? happy to like, to like the kitty music, whatever yeah. you think. album is with teeth and that's the same a lot of people felt oh, like I that love that album yeah I, and I, that, I even a lot of people that. say that that's when they started being like a pop band and that's again back to i find it interesting with the with the twilight zone between right commercial and so but to a lot of people you know the only thing that matters is like uh pretty hate machine downward spiral the early stuff but i haven't heard with teeth and just that's only because i was like a really big nine inch nails fan when i was a, a kid and i just sort of like they went away from me but yeah, i always yeah. you know respect them a lot he's like a pop he writes pop songs on, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like on, he's like on, a really on, good songwriter on with so, teeth there's pop it, songs yeah. but but even pretty hate machine is like you yeah. know that's yeah, that, that's before it got heavy for like broken yeah. and stuff yeah. and you can really see that it's like all in the catchy mm. songwriting mm. you know mm. so it's like i don't know what are what are people I, I'm so glad he's not still doing, you know, the stuff that's like. Yeah, the new stuff is is really interesting. It's mm -hmm. it's uh, he has this song called Everything, which is a really happy, in song in a major key about. Uh, there's one line that's amazing. He says, "Wave goodbye, uh, wish me well. I've become someone else. <laughs> I've become something else." And it's a happy song. And it's like it's he's like, "Fuck you! I want to do what I want to do." And now my life's good. That's what I, how I like view it. And uh, and he 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 didn't want to stay. Seems like he didn't want to stay in the, in, with the old image of how he was supposed to be. You know, he's like sixty years old with the fishnet arm thing. Yeah, it's just being yeah. like, I hate my ah, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was, did you just give us a I Trent Reznor? <laughs> Say, I hit my mother or brother. <laughs> I said brother. Uh, that's the worst thing you can hit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. You I know, you'd be like, I, the catering was bad. It ruined my day. <laughs> How do we wrap it up? Your Trent Reznor impression was spot on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, uh, here's a story about Trent Reznor very quickly. 
One time, I uh, I used to live near a radio station that would always have celebrities, uh, like fa- famous musicians, come in and make appearances, CFNY. And uh, there was a day where it was like all these different musicians were in there, including Trent Reznor. Uh, Nine Inch Nails was coming. I was very excited. And I went to this record store called Rotate This beforehand, bought and did some record shopping. I bought a Rocket from the Crypt Multi-Kileo Fairies double 7-inch, split 7-inch. Bought that. Go see Nine Inch Nails at CFNY. I'm so excited. I meet Trent Reznor. And I get... I'm so excited to meet Trent Reznor. I love him at this time. And I just say, oh, it's really good to meet you. Hey, do you... Do you want this? Here, take this. Take this. I just offered him. being bought. The thing I decided <laughs> I bought. No. And he goes, what is it? And I go, I don't know. No. I say, uh, it's a bomb. <laughs> is it bomb? I said, it's a bomb. Jesus Christ. And they almost evacuated. <laughs> the, I'm like 14 or 13. They almost uh, evacuated you, the radio station. How did you station. say that? Because sometimes I say the exact wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've done that a few different times. And, and in this 2013, that's transferred continue. onto texting. Yes, I do it in texting. Everything yelling and texting. I phrase things incorrectly when I uh, I should I don't really uh, walk on eggshells when I text you. I text you <laughs> blunt thoughts. That's another hour. That's a, that's a podcast onto itself. But, but thank, thank you very much. You've been listening to NPR with Terry Gross and uh, I don't know. You've uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening. Was to... that another version of the bomb line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just naming. I, 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 there's some editing yes. needs to be yeah, on here, right? Thank you, Jorgen. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jorgen, for coming. Thank you. And now I'm going to wait till you take the stage tonight and get my head torn off at the Annex Rec Room in Toronto. Thank you, Mark. Woo!